0: What's up everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season 2 of the podcast and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself some of the Made to Move Physical Therapy and Performance team. Maybe you have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram, or you can reach out to us directly at made madetomovept.com. That is the number two. Thanks so much. See you soon.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Healthy Charleston podcast. This week I was super excited. I got to sit down with one of my good friends, Elliot McPherson, and talk about his new position as Rhapsody CrossFit's on-staff nutritionist. He has been a coach, personal trainer, and a nutritionist in the Charleston area for a couple of years, years now, and he's starting to expand his reach. So we talked all about his philosophies, what makes him so successful, macros, calories, you name it. He answered all of my nutrition questions. I'm sure I have a ton more. Um, He's going to be a great resource to have on your team, whether you're looking to lose weight, gain weight, improve performance. So I was excited to get to talk to him, and I'm excited to see how he can impact all of these people and, and make a difference. So listen in. Alright everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today I have my dear friend, Elliot McPherson, Rhapsody CrossFit's newest nutritionist. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to have you. So tell me a little bit about what you're about to get started doing at Rhapsody.
2: Yeah, so I just started um, last week. Um, I'm going to be Rhapsody's in-house nutritionist. So um, anyone who wants to come in, who has any questions about nutrition, I will um sit down with them put through them through a consultation and assessment and if they want to sign on with me um I will write them a program based on whatever their nutritional needs are um whether that's you getting know ripped. getting ripped getting getting, <laughs> looking good <laughs> yeah. um or whether that's you know wanting to get bigger stronger um leaning down whatever it is I can write them a nutrition plan that will best fit their goals
1: awesome so how did you get into that
2: so I went to Clemson. Oh. I um I know <laughs> I studied um, nutrition. I got my bachelor's in food science and nutrition. So um, I came down to Charleston. I started working as a personal trainer and a nutritionist at a gym out in Mount Pleasant called uh, Defining Moment Fitness.
1: Oh, not Defining Moments. Yeah. There's only one moment defined. We're defining your moment
2: right now. Um, Yeah, and I loved it over there. And then I um, started going to Rhapsody CrossFit, loved it, and just talked to them about... Because I noticed they didn't have a nutritionist on staff and just asked them if they... Would be interested, and they were all about it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I think we both know, like, nutrition—you can't have like high crossfit performance without nutrition, yeah. right? Like, it plays such a big
0: role. Yeah, um, and so I think that you'll definitely be like a really vital member of their team. Um, I hope so. <laughs> does Clemson? Hope so. <laughs> Hopefully, they haven't fired you by by the time this post.
1: Yeah. Does Clemson? Like, I think they're probably one of the only schools that has this, like, food science. Like, I don't think USC had it.
2: Yeah, so they're the only school in South Carolina. Uh, there's not okay. a lot of, of schools around the country that have it. Yeah. Um, Is that why you
1: chose Clemson? Did you already, like, always know you wanted to do that? No, I actually
2: went to Clemson to, uh, for civil engineering.
1: Oh. Yeah. So that's I what I... I think I can see you as an engineer a little bit. Yeah, I could not see myself as no. one, so <laughs> you're the only you one. Um, I guess
2: my dad did, too, because that's the reason I, I did it. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I just switched to food science and nutrition because I wanted to apply to PT school mm-hmm. and, um, out of the majors that I had left and the credits that I already took, um, cause I was two years into it, um, uh, when you my counselor said that the best option would be to do food science because it has all the prereqs for PT school already in its curriculum. Yeah. So,
1: so you did two years of engineering. Yeah. Dude, that must've sucked. <laughs> right? Like that's a lot of work. Yeah, it
2: wasn't the best. I took um, statics and dynamics and got a D, and I was like, I'm out. Perfect. Yeah. Great.
1: Great grade there. So you just mentioned you wanted to do all that to apply for PT school. Yes. So what has that process been like? Because are you going to PT school?
2: I am not going to PT school. And things
1: have changed. Your goals have changed a little bit, I think. Yeah,
2: Um. I mean, I don't think necessarily goals have changed. I just think, like, whenever something comes at you, you just have to kind of go a different path to kind of, fit what's best to what's happening so um i right. had this degree as a nutri- at, at clemson anyways for yeah. being basically a nutritionist and have had a passion with health and fitness my whole life so um when did it you just start kinda... crossfit i started crossfit my junior year of college oh wow um, okay same yeah Which is funny <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, that's how
1: i met you here was that yeah what is now holy city right it was yeah discovery so
2: yeah i was a coach there at holy city um Yeah, I started my junior year. I was that guy known as the CrossFit guy by Gold's Gym at Clemson and got all the weird looks.
1: Why didn't you just, wait, is there not a CrossFit gym in Clemson? There is, but it's just expensive. Yeah. Um, Did you have like a school wellness center?
2: We do. Clemson's wellness center is awful. It's, um. Imagine
1: that, something (laughs) in Clemson being awful.
2: Um, it's not, like the equipment's not, it's just not big enough um, for all the students, especially with the influx. From our amazing football team. well, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, it just isn't big enough to house everybody. So I that's just fun. decided... And Gold's Gym was like 20 bucks a month. Yeah. So I was like... Global Gym, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So did sparking... Like, did getting into, into nutrition, like, spark your interest for CrossFit or vice versa? Or was it, like, separate? Because um, you, you got into nutrition, like, two years in. And that's kind of when you started CrossFit.
2: Yeah, no. It, it definitely... It, I don't think they go with the same. I just think I was doing the whole, I did powerlifting for a little bit. Then I went to bodybuilding, not necessarily bodybuilding, but I just was doing the normal, like, like, buys and tries and stuff like that. Um, Whatever guy does at goals. Yeah, um, and I just found myself bored. Um, I just, like, no passion going into the gym and stumbled upon CrossFit, um, started to do it, and just, like, you know, I was a competitive like athlete my yeah. whole life, so you played um, soccer, right? Yeah, played soccer. Um, almost went to college for it. Um, almost went to a D three school to play, but decided to go to Clemson because I just wanted to yeah. get um, What's kind soccer? of more of a college experience. I had a couple offers from a couple places, but we yeah. don't have to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Um, my my brothers both played D three sports in college, and they just told me they're like, unless you really want to do it, then. I would suggest going to like a bigger school and just having fun. And I was like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> and you
1: picked Clemson. I did. Unfortunately, that's okay. So, what have the last couple of years looked like for you as a nutritionist? Like moving to Charleston, coaching. Like, what have you been? What have you been trying to focus on the last couple of years?
2: Yeah, so I moved um, down to Charleston pretty much right after graduation. I actually got a job um, at MUSC um, working under. A mentor, uh, Chris Gregory. Yes,
1: Chris G. Yeah,
2: love him. Um, he's
1: probably been talked about the, about on this podcast before. At least on in the box podcast, we had him. Yeah, he's, he's so he's awesome. awesome.
2: He's definitely like person I really respect. I mean, he's super smart too. So, a <laughs> yeah. uh, good person to have around. But I I I talked to him. Um, he got me a job because I don't know if many people know this, but um, the whole reason I kind of switched from civil engineering to nutrition and kind of the health phase and wanted to go into PT was because my dad actually suffered a stroke my sophomore year of college, and then he actually went through Chris Gregory's uh, study when he was at MUSC, Um, so that's actually how I met Chris Gregory was back my sophomore year of college.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. I don't think he remembers it either, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hilarious. but yeah, so my senior year of college, I really didn't have any plans. I knew I wanted to apply to PT school, but I know I didn't have the resume <laughs> to get in on grades alone. So I,
1: cause you had civil engineering, yeah. <laughs> like you had all those classes, which, yeah. Which
2: so awesome. I contacted him, asked him if he could help me out. He got me the job, which was amazing. Um, so that's the whole reason I moved down to Charleston, um, That was only part-time because that's all they could get in terms of funding. Yeah. So I knew I needed something else. So I got my um, trainer's certification um, and started coaching at a CrossFit gym. Um, And then from that CrossFit gym, landed at my um, current job in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Um, And they kind of have a dual model of it's a one-on-one studio, but with the one-on-one, you also get nutrition with it. That's and that's awesome. one of the big reasons he hired me was because he knew exactly. I was a nutritionist. Yeah. Um, so I have roughly around 15 to 20 clients there that I do personal training and then also nutrition with them. And then eventually, you know, went to the, like I said before, went to Allen and Trinity and was like, hey, do you guys need somebody? And then. Yeah.
1: When did you talk to him about that?
2: Um. It was probably like a month or two ago. I just oh, wow. sat. I just sat down with them. I wasn't expecting them to say yes. I was just mm-hmm. kind of more like, putting it out there because yeah. I noticed they didn't. I mean, I know Stan has his um his nutrition certification for, through um, Precision Precision Nutrition.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So I didn't even know if they wanted anyone because they had yeah Stan. Um. But they um. We're like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, yeah. I was, I was actually shocked. Cause I was not expecting them to say yes. Yeah. So. Cause he's
1: transitioning to more of like personal training. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's like on one hand, I think a lot of us CrossFitters or like nutritionists, like usually you only find someone who does one, right? Like it's hard to find someone who is big into CrossFit and understands those CrossFit goals and understands your nutrition goals and like why those are important. And like for you to have experience with both of those, I think is really valuable and on the other hand, I feel like a lot of us like to get our hands in a bunch of different things. And so it'll be good that like you are Rhapsody's nutritionist, you know, like, yeah, that is what you're like specialize in. And, and it'll be good, like for people to see you. If, yeah. That
2: and person. that's something that I came to them with. I didn't want to be an outside entity that came yeah. in and was a nutritionist that, you know, Rhapsody was kind of funding, I guess. Um, I wanted to be Rhapsody's nutritionist. Exactly. I didn't want to be an outside and I, I, you know, that was one of my selling things was that, you know, I do the class workouts. I do. You're part of the community. I do. The, I'm part of the community every single day. So I know exactly what people are going through. If you maybe know, like, like
1: drinking on the
0: weekends.
2: <laughs> I know. So good. I know <laughs> if, you know, maybe the workout before was really hard. Maybe you're feeling extra
1: sore. Then I can adjust the nutrition goals based yeah. on what you're
2: feeling. Um, and I know that feeling because i just I'm going through it. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel like. And, like, props to Alan and Trinity. Like, they have made this, like, such, like, brand that, like, everyone wants to be a part of. And, like, to have the Rhapsody brand, like, next to your name, I feel like it's so powerful. It's, like, everybody wants to be involved in, like, well, I feel this way. Like, related to Rhapsody because they're such a powerhouse. It's, like, if you have Alan and Trinity on your side... Yeah. You're pretty good to go.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely loved the community and just, like, wanted to see if any way that I could help out. So, if that was... I knew, um, personal training, probably not. So I knew, um, nutrition was the way I could do it. So I wanted to help it's as many people out as I could. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let's say I'm a client and I, which I probably will be, um, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, I need to meet these goals. Like, what's the whole process like, like walk me through, we meet, what do we do to talk? Like, how do you assess what apps do you use? Like just everything. What is the Elliot method?
2: Yeah, so when you first come to me, we'll sit down for a free consultation. That's just basically me explaining like what the program's gonna look like, um, what my methodology is, stuff like that. Um, Then we'll sit down, have an assessment, which is where we'll go more specifically into your goals, your eating habits, kind of where you see yourself stumbling, ways that you can improve. Um, And then within 48 hours, I'll send you out a plan based on whatever your goals are.
1: And we're talking macros here. Maybe, um, maybe or maybe not. It doesn't
2: have to be. Um, a lot of people don't like to track, don't like, yeah, um, for sure. don't like to feel like they're tracking. It might be something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever your best way is, I'm going to support it. So um, I always find what works best is whatever you feel like you can consistently do, that's what we're going to go for. Uh, There's no reason to sit down and plan out for three months that when after the three months you're done with me, you stop You stop, and you you don't know where to go from there because it's not your normal eating habits. So I need to adjust to something that is more to what your normal eating habits are. Something
1: that's more sustainable. Yeah, Yeah. because
2: that's what it's all about is something that's sustainable for the rest of your life because that is nutrition. It's your rest of your life. It's not the three, six months you're with me. It's the rest of your
1: life that's what, like, when people come to CrossFit, I'm like, this is now a lifestyle change. Like, you can't do CrossFit for two weeks and be like, well, I'm good to go. Like, you can't fix your eating for two weeks and then go back to your old yeah. habits. Like, it just So that's why the ma-
2: majority of diets, um, which I don't really like the phrase anyways, but um, why they fail and why they have such a, I would say, I think a study came out, and I think 90% of diets, either the person gains the weight back yeah. within a, basically a year. A lot of times it's three, six months, basically within a year, about 90% gain it back. Um, and that's because it's not teaching you any of the habits. It's telling you exactly what to eat, but then once you get off that program, you have no idea what to do.
1: Like when girls go on cleanses that are like, you get one piece of rice for three meals a day for a month. And they're like, I'm going to lose so much weight. And I'm like, one, that's horrible for you. Like, (laughs) I think that that's very dangerous. And also like, as soon as you eat more than one piece of rice again, you're going to gain it all back, yeah. right?
2: So, um, so yeah, then after the assessment, I'll send you your mm-hmm. plan. And then within that plan, whatever you sign up for, three or six months, um, I'll check in with you three times a week. Wow. Um, yeah.
1: Is that in person or text? Like, I Yeah, call it's, you. It's, over,
2: it's over a messaging system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called True Coach. Oh, uh, yeah. Some people use it, yeah.
1: Oh, you can use it for nutrition?
2: Uh, that's just my messaging system. Oh. Um, I will put your whatever your goals are in there and you will be tracking your metrics in there as well so you can kind of see it at the, at the end. And then every month we'll either do um, an in-person or virtual check-in um, just to kind of go over what the last month was like, what you can look forward to for the next month, um, if the goals need to change, if the nutrition needs to change, whatever it is. And then, um, yeah, so you go for... Three to six months. Um
1: so I wanna get into like what do you feel like is the biggest or like the most impactful change or like the biggest goal that people have of your clients that you have so far? So like do most people I would assume like most people are just like trying to lose weight, right? But I would also say that because you're working with more active people, probably a lot of people are trying to gain weight or it's, it's more performance. So like what do you see is the most common theme here so far? So definitely the
2: most common is fat loss. Um, we like to say fat loss, not weight loss, I'm sorry. you don't want to lose your gains. You just want exactly. to lose your fat, yeah. Um, so that's definitely the most common. That's what I see ninety five percent of the time. Some people like where they're at and they just want to get a little bit stronger, uh, but most people want to lose fat, which is understandable. I'm yeah, I feel like look, yeah, who doesn't want to look shredded? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always try to find a healthy way to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and along with that, like I said, because I do know that people are not going to be with me for, you know, they could, they can re-sign up, you know, and there's.
1: Yeah. What is the time period that people sign up for? Or is it like an a, a option?
2: Yeah. So there's two options. There's three months and there's six months. I don't okay. like to do anything longer than three or anything shorter than three months and yep. nothing longer than six months because goal people goals change. And it does take at least a month for you to kind of, fully get into it. So I definitely don't, don't like to do a month. Um, yes. Like
1: you're doing a year. It's like, I feel like that
2: people, people lose motivation if it's longer than six months. It's
1: like, are you really independent if you still require someone at at a year? Yeah. Like I understand, I think continuity visits are like very valuable and and like, you'll still be able to check in with them and, and see their, like they can still track their stuff. But yeah, like I think hard going, like hardcore in the paint For a year, I feel like that might be kind of intimidating.
2: Yeah. So it's definitely a little bit shorter. Um, And within those things, especially with the check-ins and everything, what I'm really trying to do is kind of boil down to your relationship with food. Finding out the reason why you're maybe not getting to your goals. Because, I mean, obviously the reason why you're more um, than you want to be. (laughs) Put that simply because you
0: have more fat than you want Um, is because
2: you're just eating more calories than your body's burning. That's just it it boils down to that. But if I just tell you that nothing's going to change. So it's finding out the reasons why that's happening and finding out simple ways for you to fix those problems. And I always like to look at it like laying bricks. We always try to find one brick. You lay it down perfectly So whether that's, you know, you may be drinking more water, we're just going to focus on one thing for that week or two weeks, however long it takes for you to figure it out. And then we move on from there to actually form healthier lifestyle changes rather than just a quick fix. I like that. Because I want you to get out of that six months and be like, I can do this on my own. Like I want you to have the confidence to step out of Rhapsody Nutrition thinking that you can do it on your own.
1: Heck yes. Love that. That's awesome. Because like – I feel like so many people try to do everything at once and that's why it fails. So like yeah. the whole like laying one brick at a time, like if you focus on one thing at a time, you get really good at that and you have that foundation that you can always come back to. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just have like a bunch of questions cause I'm like, sure. I'm into nutrition stuff and, and like, I just feel like there's so many different ways of doing things. So one, I want to know, like, do you, what do you do for your nutrition?
2: Yeah. Um, I roughly track, um, I have a macro breakdown that I know that I need to hit. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily stick to that like super strictly every single day. I mean, I definitely like go out on the weekends and like, you I do? yeah. Oh my God. And that's one of the big things I think people, um, don't realize is that you can have fun and go out to eat and everything on a nutrition plan. Like it's 100%. You can fit everything you want to do nutritionally into your lifestyle with a nutrition plan. Nothing has to be negated. You know, things have to be regulated.
1: Like you can't go to a buffet every single day yeah. and have twelve
2: tequilos. Yeah. I have cookies all the time. I just don't have them <laughs> as <laughs> much as possibly and definitely check what the serving size is before I have the What's cookies. What's your favorite cookie? Ooh, Trader Joe's has a really good one. You like and you it? definitely have to put them in the freezer.
1: Oh, okay. Do you have have you had their like seasonal JoJo's? No. Oh my god, they're so good. It's like in this big container and they have a bunch of different types. Oh uh. god. I don't, we just I mean, normally go
2: for the chocolate chip ones, but yeah. I, if if you haven't tried it, you have to put the, the container in the freezer because okay. like frozen, like cookies are so yeah. much better I have than the had frozen cookies. Oreos. Yeah. So good. So much better.
1: Right? Yeah. Anyways. So you kind of have like a rough estimate of your macros. Yeah. It's not like you sit there every night and you're like, I need two more carbs today. Like I'm going to yeah. know, fit in two more carbs. It's just,
2: It's something that I tell people. I mean, I've been doing it for so long that it's just kind of like second nature. Yeah. And I, I always tell the people that are not into tracking, I'm like, if you try it for two weeks, you'll at least get a general knowledge of portion control, how much things are, how much a certain meal is to you. Um, you'll really fast get to see like how much a cup of rice is, how much four ounces yeah. of a meat is just by looking at it. Exactly. So I can basically know my calories just by looking at food now because I've been doing it for so long. Um, so, it's definitely something I think people who don't like to track, it's m- mainly a good thing to just realize, you know, because I-, I have a bunch of clients who do say that they're eating a certain amount of calories or even tracking. And I'm like, well, why don't you take one week and just actually weigh everything you exactly, eat? Yes. And they come back to me and they say, oh, it's 600 more calories than I thought I was eating. It's like, there, yeah. There
1: it is. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah, do you feel like tracking for a week or two is like a mandatory thing, like tracking and measuring?
2: It's definitely not a mandatory thing. It's something that I definitely try to yeah. push. Um,
1: like you're not going to know how much you're eating if you don't know how much yeah. you're eating. Yeah.
2: But there's also a lot of different ways to get people to um, figure out goals. I mean, I've had clients where, you know, I've told them, okay, how many... You know, they tell me they have three, four Cokes a day. And I'm like, okay, for, for a week or two, I want you to go from four Cokes to three Cokes a day and just see what happens. And they come back and they're like, I lost two pounds. And it's like, yeah, because so you just literally yeah. just stop doing that. Or there's certain ways you can just, instead of, it's not, less, not necessarily tracking, but you just... Find healthier options to things. If you're not, if you're having ice cream at night, you get Halo Top, which is much less in calories. But
1: it's just not the same. I again. know it's not the same. It's not the same as going to Jenny's. <laughs> Jenny's are off track.
2: Um, so well, you can find just healthier options that are a little yeah. bit less in calories, or going the whole food route, where you you know you go in, you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store, and I'm only going to shop at the perimeter of the grocery store, yeah. which is where majority of the whole foods are. You know, things that are you know, well, the ingredient good. list is. One ingredient, and it's yeah. that 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 thing. It's a good place to start. Um, I do see people fall off from that because it does limit them to the things that they l- love to eat, the, yeah. the indulgent stuff, and that's where you start to say, okay, well, you can have these things, but only you know one day a week, yeah. or you know, you start to th- slowly put those things in, and I think people start to realize, like, oh, I can have everything that I want to have to eat. I just need to be you know, mindful of my portion yeah. control. Well,
1: and like that, your clients, I'm assuming you're like 20 to 30 years old or older. So it's like, you can't change the whole way that they've been eating for the past 20 years by being like, you know, like there's obviously so many things to fix, but you're not going to make impactful change. If you're like, you need to change everything right now. Like no Cokes anymore. No Oreos. Yeah. You can only eat vegetables. Like that's Yeah, I mean, a majority,
2: I would say 90% of my clients are actually anywhere between 40 and 60. Yeah. Um, And that's, yeah, Yeah. and that's roughly, you know, I mean, all of them have kids and they have treats in the house and stuff like that. So it's like, I know there's temptations everywhere. So it's like, I can't tell them like, oh, you can't have any chips because they're in the house. They're, you know, they're going to get eaten. And like
1: restricting, I feel like leads to poor outcomes. Right. Yeah yeah
2: it it nine times out of ten will lead to binging Mm -hmm. if you restrict yeah exactly so
1: you went you had your level one right like you because i remember we talked about this and like you know the whole nutrition thing they do there which Mm -hmm. is like the zone diet right yeah but it kind of introduces you to macros and i remember you telling me like something about what they did was like stupid like kind of wrong and it was something involving like I don't know. It was like an apple or like a thing of rice. Like I just remember you being like the way that they're doing it isn't actually right. Do you remember that?
2: You um, am talking about roughly. I mean, I, it's not that I have any problem cause I don't have any one problem with a certain diet if it yeah. works for you, but the zone diet does a very good job of basically teaching you portion control without tracking macros. Cause you are zoning or I, I mm. don't exactly remember exactly what all the zones are, but you are basically... These blocks. Blocks. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. So the blocks. So like that does a good job of teaching you portion control. And that's why it works for a lot of people because it teaches you the blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love that it teaches the idea that... it's. I mean, it's a little bit more like carbs are bad type of, yeah. type of style. Um, it's about I, CrossFit. Yeah. Carbs are definitely not bad in terms of... I mean... I think for the general population, a zone diet is a yeah. general good, pop, good thing because yeah. people tend to have a lot more processed foods and higher carb yeah. foods, um, and that tends to lead to weight loss, but not necessarily carbs are bad because they're not. Exactly. Yeah, go um, into that. Love that. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to performance, I would not suggest a zone diet yeah. just because you're not going to get enough carbs for performance, but for a general population, it's not a bad choice. Um,
1: and I feel like well, everyone's like, everyone likes to demonize like something as a whole and people are like, carbs are bad for you. And I'm like, you can't take out like a whole macronutrient yeah. without having some repercussions. And then what people don't understand is like fruit is carbs, you know, like vegetables yeah. are carbs, rice is carbs. And so it's yeah. like the processed things, when you think of carbs, you probably think of like, I don't know, like chips and stuff like that are like I I feel like people think carbs are bad. You know what I mean, girls? Like, it's better carb. (laughs) People have demonized carbs for so long. Why do you think that is?
2: Um, I think there's just been a battle in the nutritional realm for so long versus high carb versus low carb, keto versus high carb. Um, And people just tend to demonize the carb because of... And don't get me wrong, carbohydrates is the main leading cause of, like... Most chronic diseases, but it's only in excess. Yeah. So, all of these studies that show that a higher carb diet is like leading more towards like chronic Maybe, disease yeah. versus a low carb diet, it's only in excess. You see 90% of the complications of a diet because of the weight gain itself. And it's the exact opposite. So if you were to lose the weight on your body, you're going to see 90% of those benefits because of the weight loss itself, not exactly because of the diet itself. It's because of the weight loss. So I think that's why majority of things have tended to demonize carbs is because they have this mindset of, oh, carbs equals overweight, overweight Mm -hmm. equals obesity or, um, you know, chronic disease, you know, but it's just, it's just an excess in those things.
1: So carbs are good for you. Carbs are fine for you. They're fine. You won't <laughs> say good yet. But like someone like a CrossFitter and someone that's doing two workouts a day or even just one, like yeah. they're going to need carbs and they're, they're going to suffer. So say.
2: yeah, carbs are used as a fuel source. So it's performance and for recovery. Yeah. So if you're not getting enough carbs, you're one, not going to feel 100% for your workouts. Two, you're not going to feel recovered the next day. So it's definitely needed. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. it's making sure that they're not in extreme excess because it can lead to problems. But it, Again, it has to be for a prolonged period of time.
1: Yeah. It has to be, like, me eating only bagels ever and never doing anything forever. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) It's a long time. That actually sounds kind (laughs) of nice. Because, like, I definitely had friends in college that were, like... They would go work out a lot and then they would eat lettuce for dinner. Like, they would demonize the bagel. Like, we talk about that a lot. Like, eat the cookie. You know, like, you will be okay if you eat the cookie. And I feel like a lot of people... Especially like a lot of the population that I'm familiar with is like younger girls. Yeah. Who are so concerned about the way they look and they're they're killing themselves in the gym right before spring break and they're like so afraid of like what the bagel will do to them and like what the cookie will do to them.
2: Yeah. Um, As long as you're in a calorie deficit, you can eat carbs. Well, if you're trying to lose weight and like (laughs) a lot of these
1: girls don't need to lose weight. Oh, the big thing I wanna ask about So, this idea of, you mentioned it earlier, like, is it simply just calories in versus calories out? Like, is it really boiled down to that?
2: In terms of weight loss or weight gain, yes. Um, Or maintenance. I mean, if you're trying to stay the same weight, it is calories in versus calories out. That's very dependent on your metabolism. Everyone's metabolism is different, um, and metabolism has many factors to it, but in terms of, Weight loss, weight gain, it is calories in versus calories out. To gain weight, you need to eat more calories yes. than you burn. To lose weight, you need to eat less calories than you burn.
1: And so how do you like how do you measure that or like calculate that like your your BMR, right? Like how do you calculate your metabolism to figure out like what is just my maintenance?
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of formulas online. Yeah, um,
1: is that what you use, like in your assessment to figure out what does this person need? if they're not doing anything.
2: Yeah. So we so there's a form, there's a couple formulas. You just kind of average I I do an average of three of the main ones um to find out what their BMR is and that's around 70% of what their daily expenditure yeah. is. Um but mainly what it takes and which is hard for people to realize is that your calorie window in terms of your maintenance is a window. So It is not one set number. It fluctuates. If you start to eat less calories, your metabolism will slow down. So you have to bump out of that calorie window to start losing. And the only way for me as a nutritionist to figure that out, I can give you a rough estimate, is to do it. Mm -hmm. And if you start to lose weight, then you're in a calorie deficit. If you don't lose weight, then you're not in a calorie deficit. And I got to lower it a little bit more. That's the only way yeah. I can do it. It's not a magic number. I can't tell you a magic number. And if you eat this exactly at all times, yeah. you're going to do it. Because well, even when you start to lose weight, your, again, metabolism will slow down. Your body always adjusts to the fuel, the amount of fuel it's getting. So yeah. my metabolism is much higher than somebody else's.
1: Well, just brag on yourself for a second. <laughs> I
2: have
0: um, such a high metabolism. <laughs> I and that, I mean, that
2: has to deal with a lot of factors, but, but also... You eat a lot
1: and you work out a lot.
2: I, I eat a lot. I work out a lot. But I also... Um, I've been doing it for a long time. So yeah. my body has adjusted to my workload. Um, yeah. and that's another thing about high carb versus low carb or anything like that. Your body will always adjust to what you're doing to it.
1: Yes. Wow. Well, we say that in PT all the time. Yeah. Like your body adapts to the, the stress is placed upon it and it will adapt. You just want it to adapt positively and yeah. not negatively. Like you don't want to get weaker. You don't yeah. want to burn less calories or, or unless you do, which I don't know if people want to burn less calories. I don't really know what people want. but um, So because there's this whole idea of like, oh, sometimes like you have to eat more in order to lose weight because some people are in like a relative energy deficiency or some people are in like starvation mode. I feel like I see that a lot these days, again, especially with like girls that are very skinny, anorexic, pushing themselves in the gym. Like in order to see any results, like they have to eat more.
2: Yeah, um, there's definitely, like I said, the metabolism will slow down. If you're if you're too low, there is a starvation mode that kind of kicks in. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think nine times out of ten, if they're saying they're in a calorie deficit, um, they're most likely not because they're yeah. probably not tracking. Um, a study just came out that showed uh, tracking in general. And it can be anywhere from a nutritionist doing it, and they're still 10, 20% off of what they're actually inputting in their nutritionists. So you put that into a general population. There's
1: like now it's 40
2: You can can under or over track by over 100%, which is just crazy, but it's just like they. It's consistency, though, right? You know, it's consistency and realizing that you have to track everything you eat. I think people that don't, and again, if you're not tracking and you feel like you're in a calorie deficit, then track for two weeks yeah. and see if you are, because um, you might be eating more than you think you're eating. Um, and then again, making sure when you do track, I mean, you have to track everything you eat. I mean, a lot of people don't track that grab of M&Ms that they do at the, like at the workplace. You, yeah,
1: exactly. Like, Why are you tracking all day if you're not going to track like those things that yeah. are probably the reason that you haven't met your goals? Like, Obviously, M&Ms are not a bad thing. But yeah, um, I feel like people are afraid of eating more though. You know, like I feel like people, like you said, like so many people like think they're in a calorie deficit and so many people are like trying to lose weight constantly. Like what do you, like what does that do to your body when you're always, tr- like when you're always in a calorie, like calorie deficit and you're always trying to lose weight?
2: Um, if, if you like, I'm you're, not getting results. Yeah. So it's, it's based on what your, your results are are, are your, and your goals, but um, in terms of if you're like extremely prolonged in a calorie deficit, yeah. things will start to slow down, not only your metabolism, but like you'll start to feel more fatigued, tired, stuff yeah. like that, and that always, and your body adjusts to that. So a lot of the things that happen is like, you know, if you're prepping for say like a bodybuilding competition, mm-hmm. you're motor control, things that you do on a general basis, talking with your hands, everything will start to extremely slow down. Wow. And it's things you don't even notice because your body's trying to conserve as much energy as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. So you stop moving around as much. And those are the things that you don't tend to
1: realize. Or like your hormones, like all that kind of gets all out of whack.
2: Yeah, they can. Um, it's more, I think it's more mainly comes down to the energy level and, the, yeah. and expenditure that you're putting out. So if you feel fueled, you're going to move around more. You're going to work out harder. You're going to burn more calories just in the general yeah. because your body feels fueled. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're always in a calorie deficit, you're not going to perform as well. You're not going to move around as much and your metabolism will slow down.
1: Yeah. And I think – so like where, where do you do most of your clients right now? Like I know you're about to start with Rhapsody, but where was it before?
2: Uh, so I still I still have clients at Defining Moment Fitness. Okay, Defining
1: Moment. Yeah. Not moments. So I'm sure, like I feel like your clients at Defining Moment probably have different goals than what your clients at Rhapsody are going to have. Like I feel like a lot of the people, like a lot of our friends that are going to come to you are going to be like performance based or strength based, and then you're going to have to tell them to eat more, right? Yeah. How does that conversation go when when so many people have like such a negative relationship with food. Like so many people think food is they're like afraid of it and they're like, Oh, I only need to eat this much or then I'm gonna get fat. Like how do you approach that when someone truly needs to eat more to meet their goals?
2: Yeah, so I always look at that as like a two two part process. You need to have if you're going if your goal is to get stronger, you need to have a building phase. You're not going to put on muscle if you're in a calorie deficit. Yeah. Because you need to have more calories than your Expending to build the muscle. You need to have more protein. You need to have more recovery. And you need to be eating more for you to build those muscles. But if if your goal is to build strength, you're going to have a building phase. But then you will have a cutting phase to kind of show off those muscles. Hey,
1: perfect so, time to cut, baby. <laughs> in May.
2: <laughs> so if anyone was, is thinking about or wanting to build strength, you are going to be in a calorie uptake and you yeah. are going to gain weight, but that's what you want. You want your muscles to get exactly. bigger. You but want, you to, want get to get stronger. The fat. And then oh, yes. Yes. after that, you have to think of it as a two part phase. Okay. There's not really, you can't really gain muscle and lose fat at the same okay, time. Okay,
1: That's what I want to talk about. Cause so many people are like, well, I just want to gain muscle and lose fat. And I'm like, well, no shit. Like everybody yeah. wants to do that if it was that easy. Yeah. So it isn't that easy is what you're saying. You, you can't, you have to. There's a very, like
2: very small population that can do both at the same time. It, you'll see it more in terms of people that are um, more overweight. They can kind of do it in the beginning because yeah. your body's just not used to that stimulus. Definitely- but as your body gets used to it, it's hard to build and lose at the same time. Um, you can switch to becoming a healthier eater. Yeah. And that will always benefit you in other ways. So I would tell people who are wanting to say, like, oh, I want to build muscle and mm-hmm. lose fat. Well, it's like, well, why don't you focus on one thing, building the muscle and turning your diet into a healthier option so that when you do go to that cut or you do want to start to slim down a little bit more, it's a little bit easier because you're already eating much healthier. Yeah you know, your, your water uptakes up, your vitamins and minerals are up. So you're feeling a hundred percent for that cut. Cause you don't want to be going into it, you know, that whole building phase, mm-hmm. eating, you know, whatever you want. And then you got to go to this yeah, cut phase and then harder. you're just, it's going to be so much harder. Cause
1: I feel like, you know, personally, I feel like I'm, it's always bulking season <laughs> for me. And I'm Could like, be. maybe that's why I haven't, a- well, I don't know if I've not met my goals, but it's like, because what you said, your body adapts to it. Yeah. Like, so if I'm always in what I thought was like a caloric increase, then my body's going to adapt to it and yeah. then it's just going to be maintenance. So yeah. I have a few, I have so many questions. I think nutrition is really cool. Like I've always been interested in it and I just like, they don't teach you a lot about it in PT school. Yeah. They don't really
2: teach you a lot about it in any medical. No. Um, I know. It's so important. It's like, yeah.
1: how do you have... Medicine? I know in med school,
2: I think they teach one or two classes on nutrition. Um, yeah,
1: but like, I mean, obviously I'm of the belief that like medicine should be, you know, whatever diet is, but nutrition and exercise yeah. frontline before anything else. And like, we don't get half of that and med yeah. students go. I mean, there's, that.
2: there's two things that you can do to prevent or help every chronic disease and that's exercise and nutrition. Boom, podcast you can do, done. You always. can do both of those things at the same time and they will help every single thing in terms of chronic disease.
1: So why don't people want to do that? Because you know. it's hard. It's, it's harder than taking a, a pill that screws up the rest of your life. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we could talk about that all day. What do you feel like is the best way for someone to gain weight? Like, is there, like, a go-to, obviously, other than, like, increasing your calories. Yeah, I'm, not, eat more? I'm not an idiot. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have, like, a go-to food or, like, how do you, like, put that into someone's life? Like, bagels, I don't know, sweet potatoes. Yeah, like carbs. carbs is probably
2: the easiest way. Yeah. Um, fat is another way. Um When I tend to have people on a strength program or a gaining program, their protein relatively stays the same, Mm -hmm. um, but their carbs and fat will increase. And what I would say mainly is trying to – you always want it to be a gradual thing. So I won't have someone – Who's wanting to build and I increase their calories by a thousand because they're just metabolism is not ready for that. And like it's so the same bad way bad. with the opposite. So it's like, if, you know, okay. if I'm in a calorie deficit, then I'm not going to bump you down a thousand because then you yeah. feel like you're dying. So it's the same thing. You're going to slowly start to increase the calories. Um, and the best way is through carbs and
1: carbs and fat. Um, and then what's so is the reverse the, the same like to cut?
2: So to cut, I would have you obviously decrease carbs and fat, but then mm-hmm. also increase protein. Okay. So I was
1: wondering, like, how does that affect performance, your cut? Yeah.
2: In terms of performance, you, it depends on, it, it's, it's different for everybody. They might not feel a decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how in the deficit they are. Once they start to get like, towards like shreddedville. Where you, shreddedville?
0: Where you, <laughs> Jack City? Yeah. If
2: you really wanting to look super cut. Your performance is going
1: to... Well, if you want to... I would argue. If you want to look super cut, your goals are not performance. Like, yeah, you know...
2: it's it's aesthetics. So yeah. if you're wanting to look super shredded, you need to be in a very low calorie deficit. If you're wanting to get to that, like, under 10% body fat, Gross. Um, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be difficult. You're going to feel hungry.
1: And um, like, if someone comes to you and they have all these, like, CrossFit performance strength goals, and then you're like, they meet all their goals, and then you're like, well, now you have to cut. Like, if if that person was like, oh, I just want to look shredded, like, they're not going to have the same goals. They're not going to want to lose all their gains that they just made in those few months of, like, better in the gym, better workouts, better Metcons, better lifts, just so that they can have, like, a six-pack, right? Like, or yeah, maybe, I mean, they're probably going to have a six-pack, but you know what I mean? Like, it,
2: it it just depends. I mean, when you're going through that strength program, obviously, it's, it's the same thing with – on the other end, in terms of – um your actual workout program, like you're going to be doing less Metcons, you're going to be doing more strength workouts to build that muscle. You don't need as much.
1: Less Metcons? (laughs) Um,
2: And then when you start to switch and say you're going a little bit more towards a competition, more towards, let's say the open, something like that, strength work will kind of get put aside. You'll Mm -hmm. get towards more endurance and then it will help to do a cut because then you'll start to drop weight You'll feel lighter. You'll feel faster.
1: But will your lifts be maintained? Will you still as be long, strong? As long
2: as you are in, having the right amount of protein, your muscle will not... I won't say won't go... like. Yeah, it, I'm, like oh. I'm not saying won't go down. <laughs> well, yeah. It always fluctuates. But your body will use the, the stored fat as energy, not your muscle. So you will...
1: Okay. You won't lose your muscle. You won't yeah. lose
2: your muscle. And in terms of strength... Um, I feel like you guys might know about this study. the study. A study just came out that was, I think it takes one ninth the amount of strength to, or the amount one ninth the amount of, uh, weight to keep a muscle as strong as it is to oh, like paint it. Read that.
1: I bet Nate's read it. I mean, yeah. I know that it takes it takes longer than we think to lose strength, and that's why everyone was freaking out over yeah. coronavirus. So yeah,
2: like- so like during the coronavirus, you know, I. Be a be lot like of people were freaking long. out about it, and it's like it literally takes one ninth the amount of what you were doing before exactly. to like sustain. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, in terms of like when you do pass that building phase and you want to go more towards the cut to like be a little bit faster, look a little bit yeah. leaner, you won't necessarily lose a lot of strength. And it definitely will not be to the point where you were before. I mean, look at any bodybuilder, they have a building phase, mm-hmm. then they have a shredding phase, and then that's the year around. And every single year they get stronger because they build that muscle up, they take off the fat, and then they start to build it up again. It's not like you're losing those gains. You're just...
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, that would be ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because so much of strength is, like, neural drive, too, um, which is why, like, you don't lose it if you lose a little bit of weight, blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like I... Yeah, you would,
2: you guys would know more about that.
1: <laughs> I also, like, feel like there's so much about nutrition that I think I know, but I actually don't. So this is actually really helpful for me. I
2: was actually very pleasantly surprised on – when I got out of school, like, I thought – you know, not that my degree was – because, I mean, I, I enjoyed everything about it. But, yeah. like, I did think that, like, I thought people knew a lot more than they knew. Yeah. And, like, I talked to people they don't even know – what a carb is. I
1: mean, same thing goes for exercise and all yeah. that, you know? It's so it's like, just crazy to see like, cause we're in this bubble of health and fitness and like, yeah, we know it. We talk about it all the time. Our friends know it. So we just kind of assume, but I mean, like, not all of our friends obviously, but, um, why do you feel like this is when you get to brag? Why do you feel like you have been so successful? Like, what do you think it is? Like, what's the secret, your secret that like helps you be so successful with your clients?
2: I think the secret is just two things. One is having an open line of communication. I do want nutrition to be a conversation. It's not something that I'm going to say to do something and then you have no input in because that's not going to help you. Um, the second thing is finding a plan, like I said before, that you can do that's sustainable for what, you, what your lifestyle is. Because, again, I don't want to push something that you're not going to be able to do or sustain. Because there's no point. Yeah. Um,
1: so like meeting people where they're at.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you...
1: And being kind of a nice guy. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You're just a great person to be. Sometimes kind of. I got to crack down a little yeah, bit exactly. and say,
2: why did you have those cookies again?
1: Come on. I told you you could
2: have them last night, not this night.
1: But they're just so good.
2: <laughs> you got to remember what your goals are.
1: Speaking of goals, what are your goals? So I want to talk short term, like... You're just about to start with Rhapsody. Like, what are your initial goals? I'm sure you all have talked about all that. And then I want to get into, like, long-term. But let's start with, you know, first couple months. Like, what do you see? Where do you hope to be? What do you want to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just... I just always hope to just reach as many people as I can. I mean, help as many people as I can reach their goals. I mean, I don't really have a set number on, like, how many clients I want or anything like that. I just want... I do want people to realize that this avenue is there for them mm-hmm. and that it is we're there to support them it's not like that's the main goal is to support them yeah so um short term i just want people to realize that um give it a try yeah. i don't know um <laughs> and then um
1: long term so like what do you what do you ultimately want to be doing in like three to five years because like is the pc school thing is that still one of your goals or do you feel like You're transitioning out of that. I don't know.
2: Um, It's still in the works for me right now. Um, We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, I'm not necessarily kind of um, ruling anything out right now. I am probably going to apply again. Um, But yeah, right now my goal is to just try to make this the best experience for all my clients in terms of the nutrition part for, for Rhapsody and for my other gym. I mean, I think... I don't want to get too knocked down on, you know, the future. Obviously, I want to plan for the future. Yeah, but, but you never know what's gonna. I want with that. to. I'm always about living in the moment, so I just do want those people. Not defining
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: I do want. I do want those people to realize, like I'm, you know, fully invested in their goals because I do care as much as you do that you lose the weight. I do. Oh, <laughs> I'm touched right now. I have a client and.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely, like, you get, you form relationships with these people, and it's like, when they win, you win. Yeah. Yeah, I get that for sure, and I think that's why, like, you're probably so good at it, because you have a a personal stake in it, and, like, you genuinely care. Yeah. Um, I know that I have probably voiced my opinion, and I am a PT talking about this right now on a PT podcast. I might get some backlash for this. I think it's trash you haven't gotten into PT school. I think you know so much more than so many PTs out there. Like, I think whatever you do, you're going to be super successful. I don't think people, like, I just graduated with a doctorate and I have a lot of debt. And there's people doing what I want to do without this degree, you know? So, like, there's so many opportunities out there, like, things like nutrition, things like coaching, CrossFit, active life, like, I don't know, I feel like... Things are changing in, in the health and wellness and healthcare and all that. And I, I think that you're going to be a big part of that. And so I'm super proud of you. But I, I think so. it's trash that you haven't gotten into PT school.
2: <laughs> it, it, it I don't is. know. I mean, I don't want to say that. It's you, tr- you
1: aren't allowed to say that, but I am. Okay.
2: I don't want to say it's trash because I don't want to take it away from anyone else who got into school because I don't think like...
1: No, I mean, I think everyone that's gotten in has deserved it. But I think like... I mean, I'm very open about this. Like, a lot of PTs don't practice the way that they should. And a lot of that is because what you learn in school and blah, blah, blah. We talk about this all the time. Like, everybody knows how Eve feels and, and what we try to do here at Made to Moves is a little bit different. Like, I just think that you have really good relationships with people. You know so much about the gym. You know so much about nutrition. And, like, what it really boils down to in, in medicine and physical therapy is, like, nutrition and exercise. And you have that. And so I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Because grades of your civil engineering grades, like, that that means nothing. Like, most PTs would fail that stuff, you know? But that's school. So there's my soapbox about that. You're good. Yeah. Sorry. I just feel passionately about that. (laughs) What would be, like, if I am interested in starting nutrition with you, or not just me, but, like, anyone. Like, how do I contact you? Do I go through Rhapsody? Can I DM you? Like, What's the best way to do that just for people that are listening that are obviously now interested? Yeah,
2: obviously. Um, yeah, the best way is to go onto Rhapsody's website um, or Defining Moments website if you wanted yeah. to go. So you're still or, able to
1: do both
0: of those? Yeah. Right? That's so, awesome. So
2: yeah. um, I'm still one-on-one personal trainer out in Mount Pleasant if you're wanting to do get kind of best of both worlds in terms of training and nutrition that's combined. Um, or you can do Rhapsody. You don't have to be a part of Rhapsody to yeah. do Rhapsody Nutrition. It's its own separate thing. Or so you if you're, should. you should, you should join Rhapsody. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
1: So are you accepting, like, you're obviously accepting in-person clients, but are you okay with remote clients too? Like, is that a thing? Yeah. Okay.
2: So anyway, you don't it have, to, have be, to be, local. it doesn't have to be local. I mean, I would love to meet you. Uh, we will be, if you are remote, we will be doing like Zoom calls. Yeah. Since that's the thing now. It is um, a thing, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's changed
1: everything. Everyone's yeah. like, telehealth's not that bad.
2: So yeah, it doesn't have to be. The local, it doesn't have to be in person. If you don't feel comfortable coming into a gym, we can do every consultation, assessment, programming, everything online. It doesn't need to be in person. Uh, but yeah, the best way to contact me would be going onto Rhapsody or Defining Moments um, website.
1: Cool. Okay. We have some rapid fire questions. Okay. Sure. All right. Favorite food? Tacos. What kind of tacos? Well, uh,
2: like a carne carne asada.
1: Favorite drink?
2: Ooh. I might get I might get like thrown out of nutrition okay. for this it's okay. Mountain Dew.
0: Oh no, i meant alcohol. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew.
2: Yeah, I might get thrown out of nutrition. Just... I'm gonna throw you out. Man. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, favorite alcoholic drink. I okay. To just clarify. beer. What kind of beer?
2: Um, I don't know. I drink a lot of PBR. Me and Joey.
1: Heck yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Joey. Okay. Favorite restaurant in Charleston.
2: Ooh. This is not so rapid fire. Um, yeah, I know it's hard because there's so to, many good yeah, ones. Yeah, there's so many good ones. Yeah, what's um, like your
1: go-to? Sarah for date night, like, Well you always say you're gonna go places. <laughs> I then know not. we never do. Let's just get food at home.
2: Um, I don't know. Like, um, first one that's coming to mind is home, the they, burger place.
1: They closed, dude.
2: Oh, they did. I think they closed well, because of coronavirus. I'm leaving now. Dang, no I know. More Ping for me. pong, yeah. Also, Pink Bellies, which is not also open, but they're amazing.
1: Is that, that the is that barbecue? That no, that was, uh, it's that... like
2: Asian cuisine. It was at a... Um, workshop. It was at workshop.
1: Definitely have had that. Okay. They right. were
2: supposed to be opening up a brick and mortar, but I don't know if they are anymore after oh. this.
1: Okay. Um, favorite workout?
2: Ooh. I don't know. Anything with weightlifting? I like weightlifting. Okay. Favorite lift? Snatch. Dang.
1: Least favorite workout? Least, least favorite Running.
2: movement? Running. Running. Running.
1: Dang. Even though you were a soccer player? Yeah.
2: I ran enough in my my 12 years of <laughs> yeah, soccer. Yeah, that's true. Center midfielder. I, that's oh. all I did was run.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a lot of running. Um, favorite Netflix or like, binge show?
2: Last Kingdom. Mm, what is that about? It's like...
1: Um... I need to watch that. Is that like Game of Thrones? Yeah, similar to Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I did. Favorite character?
2: Ooh.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Tough, right? Um... Who's the, uh, who's the guy that was, um, I, I'm, Johnson. I'm terrible with names. No, that's <laughs> no. um, the guy that was with Jamie Lannister all the time. Bron. Bron. Yeah. He's by far my favorite character.
1: Yeah. I love him. Uh, what do you like to do for fun?
2: Um, soccer. Yeah. I...
1: Shave with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Soccer. I'm okay. Well, soccer. that's not hood rat enough. But, yeah. Okay. Soccer, hiking.
2: Favorite Something book. Favorite book. I do not read. Oh my
1: god! They don't um, teach you how to read close <laughs> at Clemson,
2: <home. laughs> um, huh? I'm am one of those weird guys that um, if I'm going to read, I want it to be something like this is going to sound really. I it's know. like a research study or something I mean, like, gonna, like something all. that's going to benefit my knowledge. I do not like to read for fun.
1: Wow. Okay. So, all right. Well, is there anything else that you feel like our I have listeners- a favorite textbook? <laughs> oh my gosh! I was about to end it, but now I need to know what's your favorite textbook?
2: Um, it's just a metabolism textbook that we have from All school. Right. Well, we
1: have nerd Elliot <laughs> McPherson, Rhapsody Cross, is the newest nutritionist. If you want to learn about metabolism, he apparently loves reading that at night. Is there anything else our listeners should know about you or your method or anything about you?
2: No, I think we, I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, like I said, I, my method is finding out what works best for you and sustainable. So Don't think of it coming in that you're going to have to do a certain thing. I'll find a way to try to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're going to have to give up some things to get your goals, but I'm going to try to make it as easiest for you and try to have that open line of communication. Um, And then for me and in terms of everybody, I don't want you to think that nutrition and dieting or anything like that, whatever your goals are, is... Can be fun. I want you to realize that you can go out to eat. You can go to drink with friends. You can do all of you can that have Mountain Dew. and get your goals and have Mountain Dew. Heck yes! Don't tell anyone. Else. Heck, well, you're going <laughs> well, to be a live in a couple of
1: weeks. So, all right. Well, this is awesome. Thanks so much. I feel like I learned a lot. Um, I feel like there's a lot. There yeah. Thanks for time. having me. Yeah. All right, everyone. You can find him online on Instagram at your nearest um, El Jefe location. We'll see you next time.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, Reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal day.